and welcome back to the uh, no hello and welcome to madness in the method the podcast where we talk about nicholas cage nothing but nicholas cage and only nicholas cage um yes especially today and with me, uh, my, my, my name is Tobias, and with me is my friend and trusted co-host, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, and uh, yeah, yes, we are talking about, uh, surprise, surprise, we're talking about Nicolas Cage today. And uh, more specifically, the 1994 uh, drama comedy, Guarding Tess. Yeah. Yeah, starring, of course, Nicolas Cage, but also, what's her name? Uh, Shirley, Shirley McLean. McLean. Yeah. Yes. And some other people. But it's, it's really just those two. Yeah. Um, and it's a story about a Secret Service agent who uh, gets the unenviable task, or has the unenviable task, to guard a former U.S. First Lady. And um, all the hilarious uh, adventures they go on. So, uh, uh, had you seen this movie before? No, I had not. You, had you heard of the movie before? Uh, not before we did this. Uh, okay. Started started prepping for this. It was one of the movies I managed to find on physical media and buy. Mm. Um, and, and spoilers, I well not greatly, but I do regret it. <laughs> now having so, seen the movie, <laughs> so I I have heard of this movie before. Okay. Um, don't know exactly in which which way. Well, now I know. <laughs> I didn't know before, but now when I actually start watching the movie, I realized I have actually started watching this movie before. No, uh, I have not finished it before, but I started watching it. <laughs> uh, so I was, I, I was, there was like flashbacks were coming. I've seen this. I've seen this thing too, and this. Um, I think specifically the scene in the opera house. Oh uh, yeah. I was like, I know this. I've seen this. Um, so yeah, apparently I've seen it before. Uh, but I don't think I've seen seen it to the end before, because sure. uh, it's probably one of those movies that's just been on TV when you're just yes uh, browsing, and then you then you oh it's Nicolas Cage and then you watch for like 30 minutes and then ah fuck it and then you go to the next thing probably something like that I'd say yes this feels this feels uh, I don't know how to explain it but it feels very much like a movie that would be on TV for some yeah. reason I'm not sure why but it feels like it. Not a TV movie, but a movie that TV channels buy to show on TV. Mm, definitely. It's very inoffensive. Uh, uh, yes. Almost aggravatingly inoffensive. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's, it's kind of funny. Um, uh, no, I, I can't think anymore. Uh, because, <laughs> yes, um, it's kind of funny because of the trailer that was on the DVD um, that I bought was for this movie called um, Mrs. Uh, damn it, it's the Ricky Lake movie where she where she she's pregnant and she she is uh, confused with a rich lady and she, they they think that oh. she's their uh, their new uh, uh, what's it called uh, in in law or whatever. Yeah. Um. I, I, I I'm sorry. I, I don't. I, did you um, just see this movie? Did it fry your brain? What's going on? I don't, I don't know, man. I I this this movie threw me for a loop because I was like, <laughs> it was so boring. Um, by the way, the the movie I was talking about was called Mrs. Winterborn, um, mm. starring Ricky Lake, 
And it was another movie that I, I saw on TV. I was like, oh, and, and, and it was so funny because this felt so much like a movie yeah. you saw on TV. Whatever. Long, yeah. long story for another great payoff. So, whatever. It, it, is, it is one of those movies, I, I, I guess. It's, it's made for the audience of uh, parents who just got home from work on a Friday night and just need to sit in the sofa and just watch anything which that doesn't need thinking. Yeah, it's a, it's a hangout it, movie for people who don't watch movies. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it has a it has a few laughs. I mean, it, sure. I did laugh a few times. It, was, it yeah, has some oh, yeah. funny moments, and it's not it's, terrible. Yeah, and it's sort of wholesome. But I think that's a thing that I, I a thought I had in my head when I'm watching this movie. This is one of those movies. It won't be on any list at all. No. It's... There's there's no list where you would put this movie. It's not a great movie. It's not a it's not a bad movie. It's not a uh, Nicolas Cage does any performance movie. It's not it's nothing movie. Yes, it's horribly middling. Yeah, and as we talked about a lot before, that's almost the worst thing a movie can be. Yes, yes, and this might be because I'm looking at at our at our scoreboard, and we do have. Um, or at least I have a couple of fives. Well, no, really only one five. Yeah, the boy in oh. blue. Uh, but some fours and sixes. And, and, and yeah, those were kind of like, eh, whatever movies. But this is just... It's the most super meh movie of all time. <laughs> and there's no other way to describe it. Yeah. Kind of telling also is that it starts... It feels like it starts in the middle of the movie. We get no yeah. introduction to the situation... Um, of of this character, uh, Doug Chesnick, played by uh, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. So yeah, that that was one thing. I it was just it's one in the middle of the movie that I I realized a big plot point, which is sort of a plot hole, I'd say. Yeah. And that is that that he's been working with her for like forever since she was in the White House. Yeah, he's uh, when the movie starts, he's on the last day of a three-year, uh, yeah, 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 rotation but, or whatever. But it feels like it doesn't feel like he was ever in the White House, or that they were there, or that they had a close relationship, or did he had a relationship with her husband, or anything. It feels like it. So m- what I was thought the movie was about is like her. She hasn't been in the White House for like five. 10 years Some, and he's and like he that. was yeah and, and he was just set there three years ago and it was miserable and now he's out but no he's been with her since she was a big deal yes yeah, since she was in the white house yeah and i think that's a, a big thing that that we don't even realize until the middle of the movie yeah, yeah, but the, the, we don't really get a, a clear picture of what happened before the movie until she watches the old tapes uh, yeah, yeah, at some exactly. point, she watches the old tapes because she. We find out once again, sort of in the middle of the movie, find out that she is widowed. She is the wife of the president, uh, a president who died during his um, seat as the president, whatever you call it. Mm. Um, so um, uh, yeah, she, she she became a former. I don't I don't know I don't know how they deal with when a president dies during his presidency, but whatever. Um, so and that's and that's the thing that I I think it's a blink and you miss it thing, but it's it it creates this huge um, 
huge weight on the relationships because mm-hmm. I think, well, from what I gathered, that it was the president that is now. Oh yeah, that he wasn't elected. Problem? No, he was. He was the, he was the, vice, the vice president. Vice, yes, yeah, he was the true. vice president. Because that's what and happened when, when, uh, yeah, when Nixon stepped down and when some other, yeah. some other president died. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, um, Kennedy, the the vice, the vice president takes over until they have a, a new election. That, exactly, that's and true. that's yeah. that really creates a whole different point of view, especially when the president calls him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, we we get why he. Is the president is so invested in this person because she, without her, literally he wouldn't be on the pre- in the presidency. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, it, a lot of those things that they just it just sweeps by, blink and you miss it. Yeah, it's, it's, they, it's, they just want to get past that so they can get to what's supposed to be the the relationship between yeah Tess and Doug, and it's just it, that's because I I think it it. I think it's supposed to be a relationship that started out good, but then soured after President's death, and then they need to refine each other, sort mm. of. Uh, but it, until like the middle of the movie, you think, yeah, she's always been horrible to mm. you. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. have, they never had a good thing going. That she, she's the the infamous, you know. Oh no, I got the I got the bitch detail. She's yeah. this this horrible. Uh, a job that you know some you, you got to watch out for when you're a secret service agent, but that's that yeah. that's not it. It turns out, but yeah, that's how that they sh- portrayed in the beginning. Yeah, and that that should have been like the start of the movie. Should, the movie should have started with the funeral of the president. President. Yeah, but then yeah, but, but the problem is then they then they couldn't play up the fact that she's a horrible person, because then that would it would have been super sad and we would have sympathized with her. Which that would have ruined the the earlier quote unquote jokes where she's just mean to Nicolas Cage character. I guess so. It's it's, it's a it's a fundamental flaw in the in the in the screenplay that yeah you you can't really reveal that oh she actually has a heart until the middle. But at that point, it's kind of too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was mostly just annoying throughout the movie. Yes. I, I I did not. I did not. Yeah, she was fun at times. She was funny. But I, I didn't care for her, and I didn't think that he, she was in the right, like, ever. No. No. Uh, no, she, I, she went out of her way to be uh, 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 a nuisance for the, yeah. for the, for the secret, secret Service agents. Yeah. So I think that's, that's uh, it's a big, as you said, fundamental flaw in the movie, and borderline plot hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the relationship. Yeah. That it what it is and, yeah. and that's what the movie is supposed to be about yeah because it's what is it like 90 minutes 100 minutes or something yeah 96 yeah. minutes um and we don't have them reconciling their relationship or whatever their friendship until like 45 minutes in um so ha- halfway through the movie and yeah. then we only have maybe what five ten minutes of them actually being friends before yeah. Before the the real plot or whatever, the third act kicks in. That which was also from like why Came was that even in? Yeah, because you, you know they get they gotta have a call to action where he actually shows that he cares. You know. Yeah. Problem yeah, is, so, problem is for, them 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 disagreeing and being angry at each other. That should have been like a sane twenty minutes in the beginning. Then that then the second act should have been them 
agreeing on things and, and you know, making changes and being happy and have, being friends. So that we actually care when she then, for the third act, spoilers I suppose, gets kidnapped. And he actually it goes way beyond the call of duty to find her. Now we only have like uh, those 10 minutes where they actually are friends. Barely 10 minutes before it, before the kidnapping. And then it's just like, why does he care so much all of a sudden it feels like? <laughs> yeah, it seems... Just when that when that plot point at the end just kicked off, yeah. I was. It just felt like it felt like a one hour build up for the actual movie. It, like the first hour of the movie, or one hour and ten minutes of the movie, that should have been the first twenty minutes. Yes, yes, yes. And it's just and we should have had we should have had uh, um. An earlier attempt on her life, or someone, you know, a crazy fan, or whatever. So that, and that would be where she kind of changes her mind about him. And that's mm. that's formulaic. It's been done before, but it's it works. And yeah. th- this movie doesn't have to break new ground, you know. No, exactly. As we <laughs> they could have done about, with this, that. This movie isn't here for breaking new grounds, even as is. It, the, no one in, on this set is trying to create a masterpiece. Exactly. <laughs> so why why break a working formula in that case? Just for no reason. Yeah. Do you know do you know what movie did did this plot much better? Um, and it came out. I guess this movie is probably based on that. The Bodyguard. Have you seen The Bodyguard with Kevin Costner? I haven't seen it, but Whitney I know Houston? of it. Yeah. Uh, um, it it looks such a it looks such a like such a. 90s, 80s oh, romantic drama that I just can't it's, even try. It's, it's very 90s. Yeah. Um, but it, it follows almost the exact same formula. He gets a horrible, you know, job that he doesn't want because he doesn't care about, you know, the f- f- famous Hollywood people. He's just, he just cares about the job. But about 20 minutes, because that's a two-hour movie, so 25, 30 minutes into the movie, he warms up and they form a relationship after an attempt on her life. Mm. And then, you know, they're friends for a while. They even start maybe even having more than a friendship. And then, you know, the crazy plot kicks in. And we're invested in their relationship. It's, I mean, it's not a great movie. But the formula works perfectly in that movie. And that's, yeah. that's, what, that's what this should have been. Definitely. It's just... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's... There's... So little to say except just pointing out things that isn't bad but could be better. Yes, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> yeah. And they don't they don't even do anything fun with it. Like have her go on, you know. She, she like forces her driver to drive away without the guards a couple of times. But and that's like, oh no, she crazy, and they have to run after her. But they, they should have done more with that. Just should have gone for the big zany laughs instead. Like have yeah. her, I don't know, go on a bender. They she disappears and they find her like riding a mechanical bull or you know something, something. Mm. But you don't do that. It's just her sitting in a car, her sitting in the bed, her being mean, him being an asshole, and it's all always since it takes place in wherever middle of the middle of America. It's always wow. like overcast. It always looks like it's super cold because it takes place in March. It is so boring. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's literally literally what's going on every time. She's like, "I need to do a thing," 
and then she goes away and everyone goes, no, don't do the thing. And then she comes home and says, well, I did the thing. Yeah. And we never see the thing. No. She just goes off. I would need to be alone for an hour. What did you do for an hour? What? What? What happened? Did you drive around? Did you do anything? No. <sighs> yeah. So, but I am. Um, I don't know. I guess the actors are fine. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's bad. Yeah, um, we did get a little bit of rage cage. There was a little bit, yeah. yeah. When he shot that guy in the foot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He goes berserk on the uh, uh, well, the the yeah, the chauffeur, the driver. Um, yeah. When when uh, when the former first lady Tess I was, is kidnapped. I was one hundred percent certain that was like a good cop bad cop scene. That it was oh yeah, a, a, oh yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. They were playing up, but then no, no, he actually shoots him in no, the no. foot. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Uh, yeah, but this is again as the uh, whichever movie that was. The one you said, Tom Hanks movie. Which was that? Oh, um, Honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah, Honeymoon in Vegas. This is another one of those. I think... I, but even more in this one. I think Nicolas Cage is a waste in... Wasted in this role. Yeah. You, sh- you just should have... You sh- they should have chosen a more... Stoic... Um, I'd say... Well... Uh, since- I guess handsome guy... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, see what more, you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So more like Kevin Costner. Y- yes, or... I was just gonna say Kevin Costner because we talked about the bodyguard. Yeah. So He's Kevin perfect Costner. for that role. Or like, um, I don't know, I don't know how old he was, but Denzel Washington would also work. Yeah, well, yeah, oh. he, he he's another one who did this formula great in Man on Fire, um, with more action, of course. But I mean, it's the yeah. same formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, un- unwilling bodyguard who forms a relationship with his yeah. protege or pr- protecting or but, whatever. But I think any of those, because I think Nicolas Cage is a little too um, animated. Yeah, and I and he's not that. I mean, he's a good actor, but he isn't very good at these uh, the, the micro acting. No, uh, and I think this role this movie needed that yeah to see see this guy which i think uh does washington is great at just just oh yeah just <laughs> changing small just changing small just a few muscles in the face and you get the, a whole range of emotions and i think that could have be more interesting in this movie yeah or or even if i mean Maybe, maybe like Denzel Washington or uh, Kevin Costner even would be like high, too too high profile. Um, mm. uh, maybe someone like Dennis Quaid could have done a good job with this role. Maybe. Um, I, would, I would need to check who is that. Uh, <laughs> I, I I know who it is. Uh, all right, but he. Is he that good of an actor? He no no that that's no oh, no I, I don't know. yeah he's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah, cause, like because again I I, I want to push more for the, the 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 micro acting and the stoic acting and the and and then they could be more effectful when he starts screaming at the end of the movie if you haven't seen him done that again uh, sure before. that's just sure like yeah. Man on Fire when we, he is very, he does his best to be the stoic non-feeling guy, but then when shit hits the fan, he's he's all in. 
Um, yeah, I, that's I think true. something like that would this this would benefit this movie. I think Shirley was great. She was she did a great job for she for was good. Yeah, the character. Um, I mean, I yeah, I really great job. Just that the character was didn't have that much to play around with because it was mostly just lying in bed or sitting in car. <laughs> yeah, uh, but she did the best she could with it, and I think that was good. It's kind of funny because I haven't seen her in a lot of movies. Um, but the the one role of hers that stick out uh, to me is a movie from 2011 called Bernie with uh, Jack Black and Matthew McConaughey. All right, that one, yeah. Yeah, where she also plays the worst fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> Here at least she's she has you know she's redeemable and she is at at in at her core a, a nice person. Um, mm. But it's kind of funny that the, the two the two roles that I'm now gonna. <laughs> Uh, think of when I think of of, of uh, Shirley MacLaine is where she just plays a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good movie, uh, by the way. If you, if you want a non Nicolas Cage uh, recommendation, yeah. Bernie, pretty damn good movie. Yeah. Also, I I didn't think uh, the end when when they just this kidnapping plot. I I didn't really understand the um the, the motivation. No, no, the um, the other Secret Service agents, they were so hostile and so oh yeah yeah the weird the the, the, the Washington people who came out to the yeah. to the sticks to help them yeah, yeah 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 it was just it was such a weird choice I just I don't understand what's going on yeah I, I it was yeah they definitely overdid it but I mean they they it was supposed to like um it, it was supposed to make him feel bad. Uh, I mean, from a, yeah. from, a, from a from a screenplay perspective. Yeah, but it was so it's so so ham-fisted to have this guy go up to Nicolas Cage face and be disgusting. Literally it's saying, like, "You disgust me." It's just it just <laughs> it just rubbed me the wrong way because it felt weird. Yeah, it was weird. It, it, it felt sort of like I don't know. They, they changed writer or something <laughs> mid scene. Yeah, well, that that's the whole thing with that third act. It feels so different from the first two acts. Yeah. Turns into this like mystery, almost almost thriller movie because he's he's angry, he's shooting people, he's roughing people up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was weird. Goes, but at, le- so at least that fast. was at least that was exciting. True, but last it was, half it was, hour something happened at least. But it was too much because it was oh, yeah, so. Sure. It, it, you could see they put so much budget just for that one taking down the kidnapper scene. Oh yeah, when the SWAT Which, team came in, the SWAT team and helicopters, and it was I don't know. And then these weird offhand comments. Oh, they buried her so deep. They were gonna kill her. You were gonna leave her here. Yeah. What the f- what? What? Well, yeah. What? What? What was, the, what was the point of that? Of... Yeah. It, it didn't make sense. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, uh, like, when when they make movies like this, like, <laughs> what are they aiming for? Like, who, yeah. who, are, who are their target audience? Because, yeah, we said people who come home after a hard day's work, maybe it's Friday or not, maybe not Friday, but like a Thursday. And they just want to sit down and watch something on TV. But I don't think people set out to make movies for for that kind of audience. Like, did they we're, think they were making, like, a great drama? Or I don't know. It's 
No, I, I, I have to believe that they set out to make a mediocre movie. Yeah, and that's it's just the only what? way I can see how this movie is made. I mean, I w- I'm thinking this could be one of those movies where it's just where they think, yeah, it's gonna cost ten millions and we're gonna make fifteen, so we're fine. It's hmm. one of those. I guess where it's just not a money grab, but just we get a little bit. Uh, I need, I'm, I'm trying to check the um, uh, how much it cost. Um, Must have been like oh. twenty million, maybe. Uh, 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 maybe. So, uh, it okay here. The budget was twenty million, mm-hmm. and they grossed worldwide twenty-seven million. Oh, I, so, fa- I, mean, I found um, yeah twenty million. I found thirty-one million. Maybe that was worldwide or something. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, twenty-seven oh. million United States. But only 3.8 million internationally. Yeah, because oh. who the hell would want to go watch this? Yeah. <laughs> like, how, how, not... how do you sell a movie like this? Oh, I know how they sold it. They sold it as a, as a zany comedy, because that's, that's the trailer. Him being yeah. angry because she's being, she's being annoying. But that's, yeah. that's, that's just a small part of the movie. Yeah. Another thing, which is a big part of the movie, which I, I don't know if that's just a cultural thing, uh... But I could not understand why he did not quit uh, for the like first thirty minutes. Um, because I I don't know I don't know if for me they, uh, they talked if, if about you, that. Yeah, no, the only thing they say is oh, there's there's no work out there. Uh, that's, yeah, that's literally everything. They and say pr- about private it. security companies they want you to perform. You got to be yeah. able to bench press nine thousand pounds. Yeah. I mean, because it's before that, before they have that discussion. Yeah. When he's more or less, he's just, I'm out of this. I'm done. Uh, and he goes, I'm going to play by the book. I'm going to do this. And then they go to golf course. Yeah. And then after that, the president calls and just, I want you to, to be an ab. Just sell away all your integrity and do what this old lady says and your uh, job... Uh, description is not important. Uh, do that for me. Yeah. I, in my mind, I was like, why? Why wouldn't you just say, wouldn't it be more interesting? Or, like, wouldn't it be a better badge of honor to say, well, you know what, Mr. President? No. That's the, that's, <clears throat> that's the thing, though. They they do portray him as, um, as maybe not a super patriot, but he's very um, proud of being a, a Secret Service agent. Like, that, that, is, that seems to be his entire life, to actually uh, uh, protect the most important, you know, world leader, the, the president. Yeah. It's just that he had to do these three years out here in wherever they are, Iowa or Idaho or whatever. And then he, when, he's, when his three-year duty out there is done, he can actually go on to work in Washington where he wants to work. He doesn't want to be anything else than a Secret Service agent because he sees it as like the highest calling for him at least. Yeah, and it's just I, that I, he has to do this shit first. But I, so if he again, if he I gives, you know, if he gives that, up, he's he's never gonna work in Washington. Yeah, and I can't see that. How is he? He's done his three years. So if 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 I understand correct, he worked like one, maybe two years in the White House. And, Something like that, yeah. And then the president died, and now he's out here, and he's he just and he feels uh, in his contract is 
uh, three years. So he's, okay, I'm going to do the last of this contract and then I can go back to Washington where I belong. Mm. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But then when he, he is more more or less told, no, you have to do three more years. Yeah. It's not a weekend, a year, a month. It's No, no, three more years. In what world would you not quit at that point? I can't... I And again, it could be a cultural thing, because uh, we're not that patriotic, and we uh. don't have that, that kind of respect for the country leaders in Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know if, if that's a thing, but I, I couldn't understand. I, I thought it was furiating because i <laughs> couldn't i couldn't understand and this part is made uh, is written in a way where he never talks about what he wants and his feelings really yeah. he he screams and says i don't want to do this but he doesn't say anything more why do you stay no why, yeah they what, don't what is your background how did this happen are you a psychopath i don't know they never, they never flesh him these. out. Yeah, I know. yeah, and and then I just get furious and says, "Why? Why are you even here? And why should I care?" Uh yeah. Well, I I I I did understand why he. I it, it felt like it was they were pushing it to the extreme, but I did I did understand why he stayed because I could understand that level of of. Um, uh, loyalty, especially as a secret service agent. Um, so I, I, I got that, but yeah, like three more years, that's, that's harsh. Yeah. Cause that's, <laughs> that's at least four years of your life. Yeah. Uh, for then to be able to work the job you want. But I mean, then he does technically quit. Yeah. And then he literally in our heartbeat gets back because the president Be- says yeah because the president says it and he has respect for, he has the utmost respect for the president and i don't get that if if he if he, his own complete identity is be a secret serviceman and he gets enough and quits that why would the president get him back it's because he quits he quits because of her not because of the president mm. when the president says it you do it that's the whole thing. And yeah, some people might have a problem with that level of loyalty to someone who isn't like your family. But I I get it. And for a movie, I get it even more. Um, so even though it was infuriating, I got it. And it also, you know, I mean, they they had to do it for the movie. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, but I could, I, yeah, of course, have suspension. Ultimately, yeah, ultimately, that, they had to. He had to stay because of the movie. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole thing, or otherwise, it, there wouldn't be a movie. But, yeah, but I, that's not a I, that's not a good reason, but it is a reason. It's a problem when you need to ask that question or have sure. that answer. Sure, that's 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 bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, but it, what can you do? Don't watch guarding tests. That's what you could do. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, don't buy it on uh, physical media. No, I unless mean, you have already done that. Uh, yes, I mean, I I paid like ten bucks for it. I think, if even. Um, but yeah, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many times are you gonna watch this again? Uh, I am never going to watch it again. Um, I'm like, 
maybe to show, no i'm never <laughs> going to watch it again i'd rather watch a bad movie than this yeah definitely <sighs> but hey the voice of the president was provided by the film's writer and director hugh wilson <laughs> that's hugh wilson i checked out him he's he's done he's done some he's done good something. stuff yeah uh, Police Not, Academy, yeah. Blast from the Past. Then a lot of TV in the like yeah. 80s and 90s, but he also did Down Periscope, or at least no, he wrote Down Periscope. So mm. yeah, yeah, he, he written written more. Yeah, yeah, that that that, that 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 it just permeates the entire the entire production. The director hasn't done a lot of good stuff. He's done a lot of fine stuff, a lot of TV. Um, same thing with the other writer, whatever his name was, something Kovalik. PJ, PJ Torokem. Tor- yeah, yeah, yeah. Torokle. Barely written anything. This is like his biggest thing he's written. Well, he did write Caddyshack 2. So. Oh, sure. Caddyshack <laughs> 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I guess, yeah, they, they did get some... I mean, they did get Shirley MacLaine as a big name, but... That's about it. it. It is just, it is just, through and through, uh, a middle of the road movie. It's what we in Sweden call melon milk. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like two two percent milk is the that's the yeah. joke. It's. So I, I'm gonna go out and say just score wise. I'm just I'm skipping ahead a little bit here. Sure. Uh, so <laughs> score wise, this this is a a. 105 out of 5. Yes, yes. This Completely five five. down the middle, 5 out of 5. 5 out of 5. I like, can't speak. <laughs> exactly in the middle of the 5. It's not a strong <laughs> 5. It's not a weak 5. It's a 5. It's a 5. 5. So, yeah. yeah you, you too? You're agreeing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Completely. Because, yeah. I mean, for like the boy in blue... That was like for you. I think that was a weak five, and it was a strong four for me. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, and it's also in the middle, but at least, at least we it get, had something. We got some more Nicolas Cage out of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had some 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 f- f- fun stunts with water. We had something here. It was just mm. people standing around. And I that was, I said that before we started recording, but I. This is when I watch this movie. Then that's when I remember how boring Nicolas Cage can be. Oh yeah, because when, when his heart's not in it. <laughs> yeah, I've sort of forgotten it because we've seen a lot of movies where his—they're not all good, but he's at least there and and doing stuff. And this one, it feels—I wouldn't say phoned in. But it it has the feeling of he's doing it for the paycheck. I mean, there he's are doing... a, a couple of scenes he does phone in, because huh? nah. huh? he's on. Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he he because he, he he doesn't do like a a bad job. He, he no. But he 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 does a job. He doesn't do acting. But... He does a job. He goes in, does his lines. Gets the emotions that the director says. More emotion. Okay, is this good enough emotion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna do that emotion, and just keeps going throughout the entire movie. Yeah, like that. this was a paycheck. Yeah, it was through and through. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, 
And I mean, if we look at sort of like Firebirds, which we bring up, I was going to mention this is this is borderline Firebirds when it came to his involvement. Yeah, I'm going to say in Firebirds, in that one, you feel that his you feel that his heart isn't in it. Oh, sure, yeah. You you feel that he is bored. In this one, you you don't feel that, but you don't feel anything. Sure, yeah. You feel no emotion. So it's technically better acting than in Firebirds, but it's less. Uh, interesting performance. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> uh, at least in Firebirds, you could laugh that he was, just see how bored he is out of his mind. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, in and, that, he is a, a helicopter fighter pilot in that one. This one, he's just a guy. Yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> Where is a. What, what does he keep saying? A, a, a very special agent? No, what does it say? Oh, um, he's an SIA. S-A-I-C, Special Agent in... uh, uh, Whatever, I don't remember. Special... Isn't it like Special Secret Service... Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, they make a whole thing about it. He's a, he's a, first, he's a special agent who works for a secret service, and then he's a special secret agent. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, ha yeah. ha ha. Banter, way. And, and I gotta say, so next week, uh, we're gonna do It Could Happen to You. Mm-hmm. And I have a strong feeling that it's going to be the same kind of performance as that movie. Um, it's, it's it's the same kind of movie. I've seen it a while back, so I don't really remember it. But I, I remember the feeling of the movie, that it's the same feeling as this one. I have fonder memories of It Could Happen to You. Because that's one of those movies I have seen several times mm. when, I was, when I was younger. It's been a long while since I saw it. Mm. But I remember that one as more, much, much more fun than this. But I could be wrong. But well, that's just what I what I, I remember. I, mean, I, I hope I'm wrong because I <laughs> I don't think I want one more of this. No, of this kind of movie. No. I mean, we're gonna whew, whew, we're gonna get some later on in this podcast. Uh, oh yeah. You know, a lot of there's gonna be a lot of paychecks being being signed for him. Yep. But at um, least we're gonna go up before we go down. Yes, yes. Um, but I just I just wanted to look a little bit at some of the uh, some of the reviews before we before we wrap this one mm, because I'm right. guessing we're kind of done since we've scored yes. it and yeah, sort of. Yeah. I don't really have that much to say about it. <laughs> no, I mean it's it, it's 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 the uh, the the most like I said the most meh movie of all yeah. time. But it uh, and that that's even reflected in some of the reviews here because it got a forty six out of a hundred on Metascore <laughs> or Metacritic, so smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Um, it did get some good reviews uh, from uh, Roger Ebert. I think it was him at the time for Chicago Sun Times, um, TV Guide, <laughs> uh, with an uncredited staff writing the reviews. I don't know how much you can believe that one, but for the most part, it's it's you know it's in the middle. Um, the worst it got was from the New Yorker. Uh, it's a dull, pokey picture, which provides an unwelcome showcase for McLean's increasingly insufferable, cute gorgon stick. Whatever that means. And no showcase at all for Cage's tremendous comedic, co- comic talents. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, some, some middling stuff. But even the, the, the highest uh, praise it got... Was from Chicago Sun Times at the time. Um, got an 88 out of 100, and even that that glowing review just says McLean and Cage are really very good here. <laughs> that's it. That's the that's the line from the review. <laughs> but did you know it was nominated for a Golden Globe? I know Shirley MacLaine, right? Yeah, for uh, best performance by actress. 
an ice. Comedy or musical. So. An I don't um, know, man. Th- that, that feels like one of those, well, it's Shirley MacLaine. We gotta give her a nomination, right? Yeah, it feels like the one... The, the um, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, word. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, this movie wasn't that good, but I mean, he, he needs one at this point. He yes. does so much good. Yes. It's, the, it's, it's why... Um, what's her name? She gets nominated every year and not be, oh. not that she's bad but it's, she just gets nominated that is just it is praxis at this point i don't remember yeah. her name, whatever her name is we all know uh, who it is it's the the, yeah. the annoying the one, one. <laughs> the annoying on. one really i uh, she she has become meryl streep she has become meryl very streep, annoying right? with with the with the years okay uh either way she always gets nominated even if she doesn't deserve it because it's just you know it's like here in sweden uh, we have something called Guldbollen. It's a sports uh, uh, award. And every year, we give it to Slatan uh, uh, Ibrahimovic, the, the soccer oh, yeah. player. Obviously. It, it's because it's Slatan. It's <laughs> we have other nominations, but it's we give it to him because it's, you know, that's what you do. <laughs> and that's literally what this is. It's Shirley yeah. McLean just got a nomination because it's Shirley McLean, you know? <laughs> she she's not going to yeah. win, but we'll give her the, the nomination. Anyway, so uh, there was two uh, two short episodes in a row, sort of, um, for yeah, for total opposite reasons. Yeah, the last one was because it's so good. You know, we didn't want to spoil it too much. <laughs> we want you to watch the movie, and this yeah. one because there is nothing to say about it. <laughs> so we, we we can't say anything about this one. The last one we wouldn't say anything about. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, but I, I guess that's it. That's it's, uh, it. Yeah, so it's his second movie, 1994. Yep. This is the year so far. Uh, next week is his third movie, It Could Happen to You. Yes. Uh, which is based on a true story, if I remember correctly. Yeah, sort of. I think we talked about it on air, off air, I don't remember. Yeah, but uh, we'll take that n- next week. Yeah. Uh, it Could Happen to You, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rosie Press and Bridget Fonda. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember that one fondly. Anyway, we'll talk about that next week. But until then, um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, we, we were available on all major podcast platforms, including YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, whatever. Um, but if you want these episodes, all these episodes in advance, at least a few weeks in advance, um, and you want a bunch of other perks, you should check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. You'll get commentary tracks, you get exclusive episodes of my other podcast, The Spoiler Cast, you get early access to videos, you even get some exclusive videos, and all that for three bucks a month. So please check us out there, support us. Other than that, just, you know, follow whatever you do on podcast places, give five stars, hearts, and subscribes, and everything. And um, till next week, watch It Could Happen to You. It's on Netflix, at least here in Europe. Um, So you can follow along in our conversation. But uh, yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, bye. Bye. Madness in the Method is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is hosted by Tobias Vedin and Christopher Billian. Editing and directing by Tobias Vedin. Executive producer is Annika Vedin. A huge thank you to all our Patreons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Rasmus Jonsson, Laura Kinney, Mom, 